Hey, welcome back to this special episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, and We Coach. These are two great organizations that you really need to find out more about. So go to the Global Community of Women in High School Sports website and the We Coach website. Find out how you can be a part of these two great organizations. Now let's have a quick word from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their indoor scoring tables and video boards. We've got one in our gym, and it's just fantastic. Uh, we, Of course, we use it for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. Sideline Interactive's indoor score tables and video boards also create revenue for your athletic department and also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help athletic directors do a better job. Uh, SnapRaise is their fundraising platform. Um, we used it at our school with our coaches, and it, it was just fantastic. They've also helped coaches, just like yours, raise $700 million um, for their various teams and groups. They even have a platform where you can get your money before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anybody else have that? Check out Snap Store. Uh, get custom spirit gear for your entire program. Snap Connect is their multilingual family engagement platform. Snap Manny will help you uh, design an entire website for your school. You can find it all at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. As an athletic director, I used Huddle uh, for my entire school. And our coaches just love the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle has the tools to help your teams, your coaches, and your athletes improve. And at huddle.com, you're going to find a professional grade solution to the challenges that you face. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a huddle school. That's huddle.com. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Go to gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom branded content for your school's social media channel. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And if you go to HometownTicketing.com, they're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, scan the attendees that come to the games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, school plays and concerts, even graduation. You'll find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. 
We want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their um, touchscreen consoles that allow you to show the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Okay. Um, vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Remember, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We want to thank Final Forms for their support. Uh, at Final Forms, they're going to help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they'll have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with things like attendance and communication with their team. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take those next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. That comprehensive data uh, usually supports the great things that your programs offer. And if it doesn't, you need to know. So the next time someone shares their concern, you'll have data to support the decisions and defend your coaches. You can use the same data to set overall improvement goals and outline specific areas that each program or even each team um, can uh, accomplish and what the program should focus on. Uh, if you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back to a very special episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, our guest is Dr. Makia Troy. Uh, those of you that have listened to the podcast before will hopefully recognize that name from our very first season. She was part of the first Athletic Director's Toolbox book. Uh, Dr. Troy is the Athletic Director at Creekside High School in Fairburn, Georgia. Very active at the state level and the national level. And we're excited to have her uh, uh, as part of our uh, group for this project. So, uh, Dr. Uh, Troy, welcome uh, back to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jake. I appreciate you having me. Well, um, as you know, this is a special feature where we have uh, a number of women athletic directors uh, from uh, across the country uh, share their thoughts on topics that they have chosen. So what do you have for us on this episode? Well, today I'd like to talk a little bit about energy management. Um, it's it's interesting that we often hear a lot about time management and the importance of that, you know, over the years, which is which is fine. It makes sense. But energy management, you, well, first of all, you don't have to go too far into the depths of science to know what energy is. It's just quickly defined as the capacity to work. 
the capacity to work. So when you think about energy management, how are you managing basically how much you can take? What capacity of this work can you actually handle? So during the pandemic, I learned a little bit more about energy management and it's just impacted me in a great way. And, you know, something I definitely like to share with others just to have an idea about what it takes to really accomplish a task. Sometimes you may have all the time in the world, but you just don't have the energy to want to do it. It doesn't matter if you've got the time, if you just don't have the energy to move forward. So it's a couple of things that I just want to take a look at to make sure you have an understanding of how you can manage that energy to be a little bit more effective for yourself. Sometimes with our time, we work on being efficient and maybe I can do a few tasks at once, but if it's not my most effective work, then maybe I should have waited until I had a minute to decompress and get myself together. And that's where energy management comes in. So a few strategies that do come to mind, first would be self-awareness, self just being introspective. <clears throat> Am I even able to get this work done? Am I tired? Are there too many things going on? Am I spinning multiple plates and I can't keep them all going? When that happens, sometimes the energy is just not there to accomplish whatever that next thing is. So you want to make sure that you're doing what's necessary to be the most effective for yourself. And you got to make sure you recognize that, hey, maybe right now is just a bit too much. So you got to be aware of how you feel and what your energy, your current energy level is like. Um, there's, a, there's a saying that, that's eat the frog. Well, there's, there's times where you might have to jump out and eat the frog, as it says, early in the day. Jump on that first task when you have the most energy and you're ready to roll and do it as soon as you can. Because we know as athletic directors, we never have the same day twice. Something is going to come up. Many things might come up. And if you don't tackle that high priority task early on when you have the most energy, it may get pushed to the side. And if that is the case, you may not be able to uh, attack it effectively, or you may not attack it at all. And if you don't attack it at all, sometimes it lingers in the back of your head. And while that's lingering, you're still working on it and you're still draining your energy and you just haven't approached or attacked that one thing. So you want to make sure that you're aware of what those high priority things are that are going to require a lot of energy and take care of those things as soon as you can so that you really don't feel that you've bogged yourself down or you, you can't move forward or you push it to the wayside and you know, oh man, I still got to do with this or that. So eat the frog, take care of those high priority things early on while you've got that energy so you don't give it your limited energy level later in the day or some other time when it's just not uh, appropriate or the most effective. So please be aware of your own energy levels and when it's the highest to get certain things done. Something else that we have to recognize as athletic administrators for sure is that you got to delegate. There are many things that are on our plate, lots and lots of things. And sometimes that plate is a little bit too full. And no matter how powerful we may feel, I know sometimes as female athletic directors, we may feel like superwoman, but everything doesn't require our expertise. And there are some things that we have to be able to identify to say, you know what, maybe this is something that someone else could effectively do to help me and recognize that you need that help, acknowledge it and get that help from some trusted individuals around you and then still follow up and hold them accountable to getting those things accomplished. But in that moment, it doesn't require your expertise so that they can do it and it can still be accomplished for the greater good of, of the athletic department. And you don't feel like you've had to do every single thing. There's probably some things on your plates now that you know the head coach can take care of for themselves. 
and it just needs to be delegated. Or you know that someone else could just do. So just pass it along, be considerate of the fact that someone else can do some parts of the job, and then you can hold them accountable for helping you out by just simply delegating what those things are. And in doing so, you're freeing up yourself to take care of some other things. You're freeing up more of your energy and allowing you to be able to manage it towards, again, some of those more high priority tasks that you might have on your plate as the athletic administrator, which could be one of a million things. So if you've got a million things to do, pretty sure a few of them could be delegated to somebody else to try to help you out just to get it off of your plate to free up some of your energy. Something else that we have to consider is setting boundaries. And um, sometimes when you set boundaries or you, you hear the phrase setting boundaries, people think that it's a negative thing because it's often recommended that we as athletic administrators have an open door policy, which is a, a great thing to have. There's nothing wrong with having your door open. However, there are times that the door just must be closed. And another way to maybe look at that, just to have a different perspective, is not so much that setting boundaries is closing people off, but it's more protecting the energy that you have. So instead of it being just that you're shutting people out, you're trying to keep some of that energy to yourself in order to take care of the things that you need to take care of. So when you're setting those boundaries, it doesn't make a difference. You are aware that, whoa, this is the time that I need to get a little bit more done by just simply closing the door. Then that allows you to be able to take care of those things. So at a certain point in the day, if it means in the morning briefly to close the door so that no one can come in and you just tackle a couple of things that helps out, then maybe you should do that but you're setting that boundary to know you have that time for yourself to use your energy towards what you need to, to do. Even if it is to do absolutely nothing for a moment, it gives you a chance to get that accomplished. Now, I wouldn't recommend that you set those boundaries at the most, the highest time of the day. It's pregame and everyone's looking for you and you've decided that you needed a moment to set boundaries. We don't want to do that. We want to be effective and smart with how we manage our energy uh, if we got into that point, we've already mismanaged it because we need that for those uh, those responsibilities that we have at game time. So set those boundaries in times of the day where it can be beneficial to you and then not be detrimental to what else you have going on. It's important that we do that for ourselves, for our families. Like I said, maybe it is closing the door. Sometimes I tell my coaches it's clocking out. No, not physically going to, to clock out from work, but just mentally for a moment, I need to clock out. Maybe I need to silence the phone. Maybe I need to close the door. Maybe I need to just step away because in those moments, you get a chance to decompress and the occasional clock out just, it won't hurt. There's always going to be something to do, but it doesn't mean you always have to be doing it. Those things will be there tomorrow. They'll be there later. They'll be there after you clock back in. So even if it's just a moment to get yourself together, you owe it to yourself to be able to take those moments of just clocking out. And as you become more consistent with doing that, other people will recognize and respect your, your clock out. If I can't get a hold of you from eight to 12 on the weekend, hey, I will recognize the fact that that is the clock out time and you set that boundary and people respect that. You understand emergencies are different, but it's important that as you set a routine, people will start to see it 
and respect it and acknowledge it. And hopefully for our coaches, they'll learn from it too, because they also sometimes take on too much and need to set boundaries from constant messages from parents or even from the student athletes. It's important that those boundaries are set in order to manage your own energy to be the most effective that you can be. <clears throat> you also want to plan for rest and recovery. I, I look at those differently, actually. So when, when you clock out and you're just doing nothing, I like to consider that your time of rest where you are maybe just taking a break, taking a breather. You're not stepping away from talking to people and you're still reading emails, but you're actually just taking time to stop. If it means a nap, take a nap. <laughs> but in that moment, you are taking time to just do nothing. And we need that rest as a chance to, for our chance to recover. Now, most of us are former student athletes. We remember what it was like to need to rest and recover in our training sessions. And it's really no different. We, we owe it to ourselves to be able to replenish and rebuild, recharge, and be ready to go. So we're better the next time we have to approach a task, but that only comes from taking the time to rest and recover. For some of us, that means making sure we actually stop and eat. I know sometimes I have that trouble too, where I'm just working, working, working and forget, oh, the lunch hour is past. But you got to do that. It's a part of it. It's what helps you maintain your energy, your capacity to work. So you want to make sure that you actually take care of that too. Even if it means to schedule it in, make sure that at this time, this is when I will approach eating or setting the boundary to close the door just to replenish myself. And then recovery along the same lines, recovery is regaining something. You're getting it back. So how do you regain your energy? What energizes you? Are you energized by exercise? Are you energized by listening to music or reading a book? What re-energizes you? Because whatever that thing is, you're going to need to do that too. So resting is a part of it, but also recovery too. You want to make sure you're doing something that energizes you and that makes you refill or refuel. As leaders, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You've probably heard that said many times. And at some point, you're going to have to take a moment to refill, refuel, to be able to pour back out into other people because there's a lot required of us as leaders. And we don't want the excuse to be that we just never took the chance to rest, recover, or to replenish ourselves so we can continue to move forward. We want to be effective. When you haven't done that, you're tired, you're irritable. Sometimes you may, don't make the best decisions. Sometimes you don't handle your um, communication properly just because you haven't had a chance to rest, recover, and you just, you're drained, you're tired. So we have to recognize for ourselves that we, we have to do that in order to manage our energy. You may have all the time in the world to accomplish something, but if you don't have the proper energy for it, it won't be effective. So we, we have to make sure that we are cognizant of that and for ourselves, just intentionally taking the time to manage our energy, our capacity to work, how much we can actually take. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our families. We owe it to our friends. So we have to make sure that we're doing something to manage our energy just a little better. Everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day. So there's no real reason why we shouldn't manage our energy uh, a little better. Wow. I'm sure you saw me scribbling down notes furiously. Um, such a, a timely topic. Uh, I think this is one of those that athletic directors, you know, we're always preaching, but we, at least for myself as an AD, I, I did not follow this 
very well. Um, again, the, you talk about the disconnecting and I, I love the, at least for me, it was a visual uh, about doing nothing. And it's like that commercial we see on TV now, nothing, you get a whole lot of nothing and nothing is definitely something it is. Uh, <laughs> and from the coaching aspect, we would never dream of constructing um, a, a practice, uh, whether it's a day, a week, a month, a season that did not incorporate recovery time for our student athletes. And yet, you know, as athletic directors and leaders and, and for coaches too, um, we tend to neglect that. Wow. Great, yeah. great stuff. Uh, thanks so much for sharing. Um, for our listeners, uh, if they wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more and listeners, you got a tremendous resource here. Um, what's the best way they can get uh, a hold of you? Well, there's there's email. It's Troy M at Fulton org, And I'm active on Twitter as well. That's Dr. Troy Me, D-R-T-R-O-Y-M-E um, on Twitter. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share anything I can um, to be a resource and to find other resources. And for our NIAAA members, uh, uh, Dr. Troy's information is also on the NIAAA portal. Um, Dr. Makia Troy, thank you so much for sharing today uh, on the Educational uh, AD podcast and all the best uh, moving forward in 2023. Thank you. I appreciate it. For listeners, we do this uh, just about every day on the Educational AD podcast. Come back for new content. Also, the Zoom recordings get uploaded to the Educational AD podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next time for more wisdom on the Educational AD podcast. Before we go, we do want to say thanks to our sponsors, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com for more information. If you're not doing surveys with your student athletes and your parents, you're really missing out. One thing, Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards, uh, tremendous fundraising device for your department, and also help create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com for more information. We want to thank Gipper. Uh, Gipper is so easy to use, even I can do it. Start creating custom content for your school social media channel. Go to gipper.com, mention our podcast and get 10% off. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. If you're not selling your tickets online, you're really missing the boat. Go to hometownticketing.com. Their client success manager is going to help you every step of the way. Also, uh, as an athletic director, huddle.com can help your coaches, your athletes perform at the highest level. Go to huddle.com, find out how your school can become a huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com, check out their entire suite of platforms, Snap Raise, Snap Spin, Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, uh, and find out what they can do for you and your program. That's snapraise.com. We want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake to find out exactly all the things that Final Forms can do for you. And we want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards and your Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. They're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Thanks again for listening today. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast.